I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How you doing, Gary Jr.? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good. So we uh, had another interesting week last week. Um, unfortunately, COVID is, to a certain degree, uh, getting a little worse. But I'm always looking at the glass being half full. And I'm also um, one to be very thankful because there are some positive things that the media will not tell you and that people may want to focus in on just all the negatives and and. Quite frankly, I don't think it's that, that that approach is working all that well, even though we finally went over 50% of Americans being totally vaccinated, and that's very good. And I think we're at 70%, Gary, on those who have who have had at least one, one shot at this point of a vaccination. So the numbers are going up, creeping up, but still there are well over 90 million Americans who have just said no at this point to uh, getting uh, vaccinated. Uh, I want to continue on on this, Van Gary, but any other, you have any opening comments you want to make or nobody just keep on going into this about COVID? No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, it has increased 100,000 a day, there of the people who have gotten COVID. But once again, Gary, it's just so far different from a year ago or a year and a half ago when we saw body bags coming out of hospitals and you saw funerals constantly. It was just a bad situation. And we have to be thankful from a number of perspectives that we're not where we were back then because we're not. And the death rates are still not uh, growing in the, at, the, at the rate, thank God, at the rate that we once saw when we, that allowed us to hit over 600,000 Americans it's not going that rapidly, even though I, I keep cautioning my listeners that, hey, it could change tomorrow because people could be in in the hospital now and a lot of them are in ICU beds right now, so anything could happen. But the death rate has not been that significant at this point. Uh, one death is too many, don't get me wrong, but it has not been like it was at the peak of the pandemic. Secondly, what we should be extremely thankful of, Gary and listeners, is the fact that we have a vaccination that works. That works. And that is something that I'm proud that that we've all gotten. And granted, you can't have what they call breakthrough situations where people have uh, gotten COVID even though they've had both shots. Sandra Lindsey Graham is an example of that. and maybe some of the Yankee players have been examples of that. I don't know if they had the shot to begin with, but a number of them have contracted it. But they've all been mild cases, and and thus uh, not they have not required uh, hospitalization, which is at least at least not in the case of Senator Graham, and hasn't been reported widely that anyone who has been deemed as I won't say anyone any significant number of people who have been deemed as being breakthrough um, individuals as far as getting the getting the virus the Delta variant after getting both shots being hospitalized. And I think there's no record of any deaths from that perspective as well. So we know that the vaccination does work. So 
you should be thankful that that's the case because guess what? Doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> and then imagine the panic in this country if it weren't that way. If the vaccinations proved not to, oh, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to say, I don't even want to whisper it. Let's be thankful, America, and be thankful, politicians, and be thankful, CDC, and be thankful, Dr. Fauci, and be thankful all of these people who get on there and and and, 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 and tell us all the how the earth is how the sky is falling. Let's be thankful to God, a power, a force far powerful than you are. And if they don't get in, God doesn't get into. I think I may, I don't know. Sometimes it could. He doesn't get into all of that nonsense. Okay, now. What was troubling last week about COVID, Gary, was the fact that our president, President Biden, got on TV again and once again, to me, said something that's very inappropriate of a president. And that is, why do you attack your governors? Why don't you show the nation that we're all working together as though we were in World War II, all working together? Imagine if some generals or the Navy said, hey, I don't think we should go over here. And the Marines said, I think we should go over here. And the Air Force said, well, I think we should go over here. What would that be, Mr. Biden? It'd be a disaster. It'd be a disaster. So you're wondering why people have let, you know, lose, have, have lost a certain amount of confidence and, and or respect for some of our institutions is because we're not acting like this is a war. We should be banding together instead of trying to score political points in what you said about the you know, governor, governor from Texas, governor from Florida. Now let's take the governor from Texas. Let's take the governor from Florida. What's going on at the border, Mr. President? 6,000 people are coming over the border every single day illegally. I'm whispering like you, you like to do that every day. Yeah. You know, that's absolutely, it should be, it should be the number one news story every single day for 10 minutes on every single evening news. That is outrageous. That is an invasion. And many of the people have been found to have COVID. Okay, so you wonder why Texas rate has gone up? Let me think about this. Okay, they're coming over the border. Where do they end up? Texas. And, Mr. President, it's been well widely reported that you fly. You don't keep people in Texas, those illegals. You fly them to other parts of America. Hmm. Spread. spread and many of them have gone to, oh, I wonder why. Florida. You don't even notify the governor that they're arriving either. This has been widely reported. So I don't know. I know being in politics for 36 years as a senator and vice president, et cetera, you think politics all the time, but we don't. We don't, okay? We want what's best for America. We don't care about the so-called points that can be gathered. Because as I said last week, you know, you're rounding third thinking you had a you hit a home run. And the bottom line of it is now you're back on second base, maybe rounding, I don't know where you are, but the bottom line of it is. We have a ways to go, though we're extremely thankful for our position. It's far stronger than we were a year and a half or a year ago, I should say. Now, I'm going to segue into another area because the mayor of Boston, now I'm glad she took this back, but when people were talking about having proof of vaccination, Gary, they were saying that you have to carry your card and show your card. That, And the mayor of Boston said, you know, that reminds her of when black people had to show their freedom card or freedom documents to show that they were not slaves. And that caused a number of individuals to be a little bit upset, obviously. And there was a tremendous backlash for this Democrat from, guess who, Democrats. And 
she took that back. But what I'm going to segue that comment because I think that was also kind of a weird, a weird moment last week. To what you're hearing, what I heard a lot on the, on the talk shows this Sunday. Well, you know, it's, it's all those red states and the blue states. I don't know why people want to be. Pl- we all know why. We all know what happened. We all know the people who are saying this are being very disingenuous because they're the ones who, in my estimation, it's only my opinion, played a major role in creating this political polarization over COVID because it benefited certain people. Now, just deal with it from the red state, blue state perspective. Do we see red states that are that are in a certain situation that are worse than the blue states? You probably will, will look at the map, and and one of the one of the Sunday shows did this and said, and you can see that that would be accurate. So let's let's leave it like that because basically, you can see it on the map. But what they don't want to tell you, this is what they don't want to tell you. They kind of say this, but they don't want to say it. It was it's the fact that one of the biggest problems with the vaccinations in America would be with black people. The number of percentage of black people getting vaccinated, I think it's like 36 percent, which is which is low. Now, bottom line of it is 90 something percent of black people. Let's follow me. 36 percent of the black people, you know, have taken the vaccination. Most do not want it. And there are 90 percent of those black people, black people in America, 90 some percent voted Democrat. So let's you want to do another, you know, hypothesis if you have. 90, most of black, most of the black population not taking the vaccination and they're Democrats, then how can you call this a political situation when the biggest problem would be with whom? Democrats. What's your base? Democrats. And so <laughs> I find it very comical. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. Well, maybe it has to do with uh, someone saying, well, you know, if Donald Trump pushes this through, I'm not taking it. Now, well, yeah, some person who was very prominent said that. Maybe that's that's part of it. I don't know why. I implore all people, black, white, and orange, purple, I don't care. They get vaccinated. It is so important. We are. We should be so thrilled that there is a, a vaccination. We have more than one. That actually works. There are people all over the world that cry to be in our position as Americans to be able to have a choice of vaccinations that we all know that work. So America, please, please, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Just please get the vaccination because it's in the long run and short term. It is what we have to have happen. That, but for those who do not want want to take it, God bless you as well. I'm not like Joe Biden calling you stupid, or ignorant, or whatever. Which just you know, once again, make make control myself. Some of the things he says, you said to yourself, he he would not make a good salesman. Uh, wait a minute, he is a salesman. He's president of the United States. He has to be selling his views. But the bottom line, you're just turning people off. No, I respect all those individuals who would say, no, I do not want to take it either. That's your prerogative. That's your privilege. And so um, I'm not going to criticize you or, or think of you any lesser of American for, for, for taking that position. That's why we're Americans. Now. Can I, throw, yeah. can I add something in right here? Yes. Uh, I also want to add the fact that... Um, that President Biden should not be calling anyone um, idiots during uh, this time when it comes to the COVID vaccine because the FDA has not officially approved Amen. the That's vaccines a, yet. Yeah, that is absolutely right. They may be the smart, well, God willing, 
I don't, I don't see a problem. Don't get me wrong. I, don't, I do not see a problem. But for all of those Americans who are saying, ah, this is an experimental drug. Oh, wait a minute. Black people hear that word experimental drug. We kind of have, you know, we, let's not go there. It should be a whole show. But the bottom line of it is, in fact, Gary, some of our relatives were, were part of a, an experimental type treatment in John Hopkins Hospital many, many years ago. So let's not go, go to that point. But the bottom line of it is, Gary, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It has not been approved by the organization responsible, the federal organization responsible for approving drugs. <laughs> so people want to leave out that little sentence. Hasn't been, you know, this is a drug that has not been approved. And then, and yet still, over 50% of America has, has gotten the vaccination. We should be thankful for that. We should be saying, boy, that is great trust in our country when we, we're giving you something that hasn't even been approved. But, you know, that's that, that's going to change, I think, dramatically, Gary, the numbers once the FDA has deemed it as being acceptable to, to, to take totally without any, well, experimental drug or emergency drug or whatever that uh, uh, whatever term they would like to use. Once it falls into that normal classification of being approved by the FDA, I think it's going to make a hum humongous difference. And our in the vaccination rate, so I see only good days coming from that coming coming to us from that perspective. But once again, let's be thankful, folks. We have a vaccination; it, it does work. Even if you get it, if you had the vaccination, it's mild. Um, you know, we, we we're a long we we we've, we've come a long way, and we should thank all of those individuals involved in the process. Thank former President Donald Trump. We should thank. The Pfizer Corporation, we should thank Moderna Corporation, we should thank Johnson & Johnson Corporation, we should thank all the companies that have played a role in getting us to this point, and the administration and the, and the people who were in office last time, the Secretary of HHS, HHS um, I think his name is Azar, um, all those folks should be thanked, and we should not forget them, because we would not be where we are today, uh, as far as our progress that we've made, if it weren't for all of those folks. And if Joe Biden, if President Biden acknowledged all of those folks and gave all of those folks credit for him being on second base, then it would help with his red state, blue state problem that he does, does have. The fact that he cannot say Donald Trump and, and say something positive in the same sentence, guess what? We all noticed that, okay? <laughs> we all noticed that. It's, it's absolutely childish. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely embarrassing. But you can't. So, you know, if I had a magic wand to say, one wish I want President Biden to be able to do to help the country, that would be it. One little sentence where you put Donald Trump's name in a positive, in a positive sentence, and I think that would take you a long way toward toward improving the status of your presidency, which is now underwater. By you know, it's, I think you're barely at 47, 48 percent, and you take out black people, you're probably in the in the mid 40s or even lower. And so most of America do not do not believe you're doing a good job to begin with. Okay, now that's after producing over a million jobs in the last quarter. I'm sorry, in the last month, I think it was, um, which is phenomenal, which is fantastic. And the quarter before that, or the period before that, was over six, over half million new jobs. Now, granted, these new jobs should be coming back because obviously we were doing better with the, with COVID up until the last few weeks. And so the jobs should naturally be coming back that were lost because of COVID. Um, but 
your numbers are not they're in the tank and the bottom and the bottom line of it is that's with a lot of protection that's with no one talking about the border like they should no one talking about the invasion that we're having at the border like they should except for once one one cable station the other ones are playing that they, they don't even they see nothing they, they see nothing they remind me of the uh, hogan's hero i see nothing i see nothing there's a guy in hogan, hogan hero gary who became very famous for he was a military guy he was a, he was a guy who was guarding the american prisoners and when the American prisoners did whatever they wanted to, they had, you know, they, they had parties, they did this, they walked out of the camp. Then they asked the sergeant what was going on. He said, I see nothing, I see nothing. That's the way some of the media people are when it comes to the border. They don't want to talk about it. 6,000 every single day coming across, many of them with COVID. It's not even believable we're allowing this to happen. I mean, it's like... And we have a we have a person who's supposed to be responsible for it. I think the person's vice president of the United States. Who who? Well, let's not even go there because their numbers are even worse than the president's numbers because people do not see that person doing a good job either. So, um, Gary, that's that, that's my um, those are my comments on COVID for for this week. Unless you have any other questions, I was going to dovetail that into another area, which is uh, tied to that to the two governors who got off to a phenomenal COVID start. You know, they were thought about, thought upon as being the greatest governors in the world because, greatest governors in the United States because of the way they were handling COVID. You know, so you had the governor of California, Governor Newsom, and you had the governor of New York, Governor Cuomo. At least I think he's still governor of New York. Um, well, we'll find out about that. As this show is getting ready to air, it may not, he may no longer be governor of New York, but at the moment that we're taping, he is still governor of New York. So they got a $5 million book contract for this, largely because of his so-called outstanding job handling COVID. And that was a, now it's been revealed almost like the Wizard of Oz when you turn back the court and you see that there's no wizard, except this little short guy sitting there with a with mustache. You know, there's no wizard. So he didn't do a good job. It became very, very relevant, very, very obvious, I should say, that, that he had not done a good job and also knew some who was not doing a good job either. He's being recalled, Newsom. In the case of Cuomo, he's being impeached, on the verge of being impeached if he does not resign because of his uh, situation with 11 women, inappropriate actions, allegedly, for against uh, uh, 11 women, many of them who were working in the governor's um, office. We don't want to belabor that point, Gary. That's, let, that, let that process work its way out. But the point that I'm trying to make is that now they're picking on Texas and Florida governors. And that should tell us that mm, this may be a good thing because the way they praised and held these other two governors on a pedestal, we all found out that that was not really true. It was that it's the Wizard of Oz that pulled back the curtain and they were both disasters. So in the case of California, Gary, the state is one th a good portion of the state's on fire, the size of the, of the, the city of Houston, a third of the size of the state of Rhode Island is on fire is literally on fire. Now, you can say, oh, well, it's global warming. This could be a, no. There's a company that, a utility company out there who may be taking the blame. I'm, I've gotten mixed reports, but I think they admitted that they may have started the fire. You know, so the bottom line of it is not man-made in the fact that they don't have a true system, obviously, of managing their forests has been a contributing factor to these 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 fires, Gary. 
back when I worked for, for forest products company, a forest products company, we made sure that we planted our, our trees strategically. So they're not, so we have enough space in between. We made sure that we cut trees appropriately. So that we have enough space in between and the forest management system that was in place for hundreds of years worked extremely well. Gary, in the, in, in the state of your, the birth of your, of your grandparents, you know, they, you know, the, the, they grew trees. Okay. They, they grew trees. And so, and they cut trees and, and got money for the late, for the, the lumber from, from the wood, from the trees. And so if you have a, a system of handling a tree forest management, you wouldn't come near to having a, a third of Rhode Island, so to speak, on fire, which is what the situation would be in California, the size of the third of the size of Rhode Island being literally, literally on fire. Oh, you say, well, that's really bad. Well, it gets worse because they have a drought. They're, they're running out of water. They have to ration water in the state of California. This guy's wondering why he's being recalled. Now, they're rationing water in California, in parts of California. And then, which is, you know, you said to yourself, how, how can we be in this situation? Well, well, they're not in that situation because a lot of people are leaving California. California, historically speaking, decade after decade, after decade is always picking up a congressional seat. Ain't doing that anymore. They lost the seat because people are leaving California. I wonder, no, I don't wonder why. <laughs> I just gave you three reasons already. Yeah, you know, the the mismanagement of the state is just so so obvious. And why would you want to be in a state that number one it's on fire? The portion of it's on fire. Another part that's not on fire, you can't get water. So let's see. I want to do. I want to stay here. Let me think. No. <laughs> so <laughs> people are making wise decisions. Forget about the way in which they attack people and everything of that nature. My business climate perspective. Forget about all that. Just take those two points. No water and all your stuff is going to get burnt. Say, what, do you want to say? No. Okay. So that's that situation. And it's, it's one in which, quite frankly, uh, there could be, uh, a, there's a black candidate who's running who, you know, could shock the world, shock the country, I should say, at least in this recall, which is coming up, I think, in September. Gary. So in California, the Dixie fires are going wild and you got the drought and going, going crazy. You got the utility company setting fires. I mean, it, it's like, uh, you say to yourself, well, I don't know, where do I get a ticket to leave? So that's what people are doing in California, Gary. What was the last time a recall occurred? It was 2003, Gary. And at and that time, we had uh, Governor Davis was in office. I think it was 2003. Um, yeah, it's it around that time. And they had, I think it was when Arnold Schwarzenegger was able to pull off a surprising victory and become governor of the state, I think. But once again, we should Google that and find out what, when that happened last, but I think that was the case. Uh, as we, as I'm speaking right now, Gary, 21% of this fire is contained. That's just 21%, so it's still raging out there. Uh, it's it's a very, very sad, sad situation, and I, I don't think that, I don't know where our president is on this bit, but, you know, it would be nice. Um, I think our vice president is from California. I, I don't think I know. Um, and I think the speaker, well, no, the speaker of the house is from California. Yeah. I don't know what these Democrats are doing. You know, they're, the way they're managing cities, you got crime all over the place and they're made the way they're managing for California. People are leaving and you got 
situation that I already talked about. But because we are, I don't think that, I see that, I see Because the mainstream media is taking that approach, it's not highlighted like it should be, Gary, because these things that are happening that are just not normal, and they can't try to blame it all on, all on the, you know, so-called climate change or whatever they want to blame it on. They have to start sucking up and take some responsibility for what's what's taking place because uh, when you when you have a problem of this magnitude, the best place to start would be to walk up to a mirror and take a look. So, Gary, the folks from Texas, the state representatives, and I guess a few state senators, you know, the folks who left their job to go to Washington D.C. to ask the federal government. To, to, to pass a piece of legislation that would, um, I, I presume in some instances, change the current voting rules because many of the practices used in the last election were used because of COVID. Because of COVID, changes were made that would allow for people to handle their mail-in ballots a little differently a change was made where you could actually drive up and vote by in your, while you're in your car. Uh, changes were made where you could just send out ballots to anyone, applications for absentee ballots, even though they never asked for those ballots. Those were changes that were made because of COVID. So what the Republicans wanted to do and what's part of their legislation is to kind of in many instances, not all, many instances, but in those three instances, exactly, they wanted to return it back to pre-COVID days. I mean, back to where we've had, where we've been in practice forever, up until COVID, where you just can't send people an application to get an absentee ballot. You just can't just, you have to ask for it. You can't just send it to them. And you can, the whole drive-through voting is absolutely ridiculous anyhow. So that's, you know. And then the other point being the way that absentee ballots would be handled because voter ID is so very, very important. And then the hearing that they had, um, one of the congresswomen from, from South Carolina pointed out to the state rep from Texas that the state of Texas, as far as blacks voting, ranks in the top 10 and that blacks vote at a higher level, higher percentage than white people in the state of Texas and brown people in the state of Texas. And so there's no real, and that would be in past election, not just in the 2020 election. And so there's no real crisis right now in the way it was done before it worked. And so there's no real need to continue on with the COVID type practices that were adopted because of COVID. And the voter ID issue is one in which, in the hearing, the state representative, I'm sorry, the U.S. representative, the congresswoman, pointed out to the state representative that in almost every significant instance in our lives, whether we're picking up medication, whether we're trying to rent a house, or whether we're trying to rent an apartment, or whether we're trying to buy a house, you gotta show some type of picture ID. And that is something that they're, or some form of ID that would be government issued. Um, and that is something that many Democrats were blocking. Oh, wait a minute. But it was also pointed out that most Democrats in America 
75% of Democrats believe in voter ID. Um, I think, no, I'm sorry, blacks, I'm sorry, 75% of black, the black population would like voter ID. 81% of the Hispanic population would want voter ID. But these folks who are state representatives from Texas who are a man in their jobs, they don't want that. So they're not obviously representing the views of their people, of the people they're representing, but they're representing the views of themselves that they feel would help them, I presume, get reelected or get elected. So they're still in D.C. <laughs> I don't know what their end game is because there is none. They'll have to eventually go back to Texas and actually have to do their job. One way or the other, they're going to have to do that or they are going to obviously not get reelected because who would vote for someone who doesn't do their job? Or in fact, won't even show up for their job. Uh, I think nobody. So I don't know what their end game would be, Gary, other than uh, really building up a tremendous bill for someone to pay um, as they they continue to reside in D.C. Um, but it it's it's really something that uh, I think most of America would most Americans would see. That they're not they're not winning this battle, and I think they're getting ready to scale back their so-called request for, for um, I hate to use the word voting rights because it's not even a fair, fair estimation. Because if you stopped anyone on, you stop anybody, go to any barbershop, any black barbershop in America, and ask anybody in the barbershop if they feel that taking away these three things that I just mentioned would prevent them from voting, would be a, a way of suppressing their vote. And if you find one person, if you find if, if you find if you find one person who would say, "Yeah, that drive-through is gonna really prevent me from voting," that is, I'm gonna be suppressed. Ain't gonna find it. You go if you find one person who would say, "You know, I, if I have to tell people who I am, that's gonna really suppress me from voting." Find one person that would say that they would that that would be the case. You know why you won't find one? Because there is no one who will see those things as being suppressive to their voting. Find, I, I'll go to the state of Georgia. Find one person who will say, hey, if I don't get water when I'm in line, I'm, I'm being suppressed. Find one person who would say that that would be an act of suppression. Find one person who would say, hey, if I can't find a, a box that I can drive by and drop my vote in, I'm going to feel suppressed. Find one person, just one person who would agree with you on that, you won't find one. So as you continue to make up these things, black Democrats, elected officials, you know, it's just not going to work. I can't wait to do, a, do an opinion piece on this because it's so clear. It's okay. So just, just find one. Just find one person who will say, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to be able to vote. I can't believe this. It's just like when they said, if, you were, if my grandfather didn't vote, I can't vote. It's the same thing. It's not. It's just like, well, they're going to make me count all the beans in that jar. If I can't count them, I can't vote. It's not. It's like, if I, if I, 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 I it's like saying if I didn't pay a poll tax, I can't vote. It's not. Okay? So let's call it like it is and not make up stuff and make it seem as though, yes, Democrats' normal process, practice, the sky is falling. 
It is not. The sky is not falling. It is not falling. Maybe falling on you, Democrats, because everyone sees how disingenuous you are and how, how this is just a, I won't call it what it should be called, but the sky's not falling. Don't forget to subscribe.